Welcome to Station to Station, your J-Series recap show. Uh, I am Alex, of course, my partner in crime, as always, uh, Dustin. Uh, Dustin, how are you doing after a, uh, a nice, clean series against the Chicago White Sox? First sweep of the season, got the brooms out. It's, uh, it's a great, uh, great day. All right, so the Jays roll into this series 13-9 and and fourth in the AL East. Uh, they get, just came off a road trip uh, where they were 3-3. Three and three. Roster changes for this series. Uh, Nate Pearson has been recalled, and Adam Simber placed on the 15-day DL with a strain to his right rhomboid. That's uh, fancy talk for upper back. Uh, so we finally got to see Nate Pearson in this series make an appearance uh, and, of course, get a call-up. Um, Dustin, any thoughts on... Uh, I guess this long-awaited uh, call-up for Nate Pearson. Yeah, he was the one of my you know guys to watch in the uh, spring training preview that we talked about. I think it's great to see him finally get a chance. I know he's had some opportunities in in the past, but he's been kind of beset by injuries and by you know just random bad luck and you know honestly some pa- bad performance on his part. But I think his role in the bullpen is kind of going to fit with his uh, pitch, you know, mix and and just his attitude. And I hope that he'll be able to give some uh, fireball down in the bullpen there and, and give a different look for for that bullpen. Well, he's definitely got a big arm, so definitely looking forward to seeing what he has uh, he has to offer us. Lineup changes for game number one. Vladdy over at DH. Kirk is our catcher. Merrifield at second base. And Biggio's in at right field as George Springer was given the night off. Our pitching matchup, Chris Bassett versus Lance Lynn. Chris Bassett had a number of great starts uh, up to now. Uh, but it, coming into this uh, game, he is 2-2 two and two with a 540 ERA and a 1.34 whip. So there's no scoring until the top of the third, uh, where the White Sox uh, get two runs on an RBI double to the wall in center field. The Jays come back in the bottom of the fourth, and Luis Robert Jr. on the White Sox basically takes a home run away from Matt Chapman. Uh, It was definitely Kevin Kiermaier-esque, uh, the ball was definitely gone, and he definitely brought it back. So Matt Chapman continues his good year, but did not, unfortunately, get a home run on that particular play. Kirk walks in this inning. Uh, there's a belt single, so Kirk, uh, Kirk advances to second base. And then Whit Merrifield steps to the plate and hits a uh, RBI double right down the line to, um, to left field. And uh, Alejandro Kirk scores. Uh, Biggio steps to the plate after this and smashes his second home run of the season. It's a three-run home run to right field. And this inning, uh, after the Jays are down 2-0, uh, they flip it quickly and they are now up 4-2. to two. Uh, This game stays the same way until the top of the seventh uh, where Zach Poff replaces Chris Bassett. Um, Chris Bassett's pitching line this game, 6.1 innings pitch, 
three hits, two earned runs, three walks, and four strikeouts. Now, this was his fourth straight quality start, so he's really uh, found his form. But the one um, item of note on this was that uh, he left the game. He actually threw a pitch and then basically waved to the bench uh, for the trainer, and uh, he had uh, back tightness and was taken out of the game. Uh, Bottom of the seventh, Vladdy, Vladdy singles, decides that uh, he wants to steal second, and then advances to third on a Varsho infield ground out. Uh, Matt Chapman uh, up to his old tricks. Uh, RBI double following that to left field, uh, right over the left fielder's uh, head, uh, hitting the wall. Vladdy scores, uh, and the inning finishes 5-2. to two. We have another pitching change for the Jays in the top of the eighth. Tim Meza comes in to replace Zach Hoff. Uh, and then uh, we have top of the ninth, uh, Jordan Romano comes in uh, to replace Tim Meza. And our game ends 5-2. to two. Our winning pitcher is Chris Bassett. Losing pitcher, Lance Lynn. Bassett is now 3-2 and two, uh, with a 8-2 ERA, and his whip is 1.25. Dustin, have you noticed that in the um, when when Romano's coming on for a save, uh, they show his whole entrance and they don't cut to commercial at all? Yeah, I think they had that in the first, first time he came out at home. They followed him from the bullpen from behind and, and yeah, didn't go to commercial. And, and you know showed the whole thing, so I think that's a interesting little touch there um, for him. Hopefully, hopefully he can keep that job. And he's been doing that um, pretty good there. But yeah, that's a, an interesting little uh, sideshow or whatever you want to call it. Well, it's it's definitely something that brings a different perspective to the game, as we don't often we don't often see what a pitcher sees when he does come out of the bullpen. We just kind of mm. see him you know, trotting in after the manager has uh, made the call. Uh, I actually thought that was pretty cool, and, and I hope they keep that up throughout the season. Yeah, they have, they've had some interesting camera shots recently. You know, sometimes you'll see the shot from behind the umpire um, on a pitch. Sometimes you'll, you'll see, you know, when there's a home run or somebody scores um, trotting around, they'll kind of have a cameraman out on the field and, following them uh, pretty closely it looks like a you know like a, a sports illustrated shot you know so it's, it's some interesting uh, cameras there i like it well we'll see if that sticks uh, i've always liked the catcher cam where the the catcher is yeah. wearing a camera now it seems like they only really do that for all-star games but i i do like seeing that and i think uh these added angles and uh different camera shots or you know maybe maybe they're not shown all game but they they definitely do add a little bit uh to the broadcast now game number two uh we have lineup changes uh belt is in a dh merrifield at second base and uh danny jansen in at catcher Pitching matchup for game number two, Jose Barrios versus Mike Clevinger. 
Uh, Barrios is one and three with a 6.23 ERA and a 1.20 whip. Dustin, uh, Barrios had another great start. They've they've been getting a lot of those lately. Uh, yeah, I I think he's found something. He's found his mechanics. He's found his you know release point. Whatever it is, uh, it's it's um, um, pretty good to see that you know once this team can get their pitching you know straightened up. I mean, it's going to be hard to beat. Well, it seems. Uh... They talked about on the broadcast that the offseason he was changing his mechanics a little bit. And I guess maybe early in the year he was probably still working that out. But he's apparently throwing his curveball a lot more than uh, a lot of his other pitches. So, you know, shuffle things around a bit, giving uh, hitters a, a different look. And he's been uh, quite effective in all of his starts. And I wouldn't even, I think that effective is actually not doing uh, the, you know, the guy justice. Like he's been, very good um, for a few starts now, and and he just hasn't always got the run support that um, other pitchers have got on the staff. Yeah, and it's something you've pointed out previously. You know, he had even though last year a lot of people say you know he had a bad year, which he did um, on the whole. You know, he got a he got a lot of run support behind him. He still had positive wins. You know, I think what kind of happened to him is when it went bad it went really bad and you know instead of giving up one or two runs you give up seven or eight you know so if he can keep those runs or those kind of bad spots down to a minimum and and find whatever it is that you know gives him that ability to bear down and and keep the keep that uh, scoreboard um not so not so dramatic it, it He'll have a great season, I think. All right, so rolling into this one, uh, bottom of the second, Danny Jansen steps up to the plate, and the Jays get on the board early as Jansen hits his second home run of the season, which is a three-run home run to left field. So that inning ends three to nothing. Bottom of the fourth inning, we have more, more offense from the Jays. Witt walks. There's a Danny Jansen single, so Witt advances to second base. Witt then steals third. Kiermaier then steps to the plate and has a two-RBI triple scoring Witt and Jansen. Springer uh, then steps to the plate, who has an RBI single of his own. Kiermaier uh, scoring in that case, and that inning ends 6 to nothing. Bottom of the sixth, Danny Jansen steps to the plate again and cracks another home run, this time a solo shot uh, to left center field, and that inning ends 7 to nothing. A top eight, uh, Barrios makes way for uh, Nate Pearson, who enters the, the game at that point. Uh, Barrios' pitching line, 7.0 innings pitched, four hits, Zero earned runs, one walk, and nine strikeouts. So a very good pitching line again. Top nine, Anthony Bass comes in in a non-save situation, and the game uh, does end 7 nothing. So another shutout. Winning pitcher in this one, Jose Barrios. He's now 2-3 and three with a 4.71 ERA, and our losing pitcher, 
On the Chicago White Sox side is Mike Clevinger. I thought that, you know, just touching on Nate Pearson again, you know, watching him, I, I watched him fairly closely. I think, I think he hit the first batter that he faced, um, but he was able to bear down. And, you know, I think he really had a good confidence building um, performance there in that inning. You know, he it wasn't a pressure-filled situation. You know, the Jays were up fairly heavily. And, you know, he didn't really need to worry too much, just focus on getting those uh, pitches across the plate, which is something that, you know, he's struggled with. Although he's had a lot of success in the minors this season, I think, you know, giving him that opportunity there and and watching him, you know, get some weak ground out, a pop out and get a strike out there, you know, hopefully that builds his confidence and we can see him in higher leverage situations moving forward. Well, I imagine that Nate Pearson, uh, you know, unless he uh, isn't able to step up and face uh, the major league level hitting, I, 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 I find it hard to believe that he's going to be going back down to AAA. Like, I think someone else is going to make way. And this is, I guess, one of those good problems to have uh, in sports where, you know, you got to make a decision on somebody and there's just so many good options. And, and of course, Mitch White also coming back from injury. Uh, we don't know when we're going to see him, but uh, he might figure out in the bullpen as well. Yeah, the tough thing about it is the guys that, have options like the guys that you can easily send up and down are the guys you want to keep up and the the guys that you know you'd be willing to to send down someone like trevor richards maybe anthony bass you know these guys don't have options you'd have to dfa them and expose them to maybe be you know being picked up by another team tough but um hey you know sometimes you got to make those tough decisions i guess well we'll see what decision is made uh, by Ross Atkins. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe because of the options that uh, Nate Pearson has this year, maybe he does get sent back down. We'll see. Sometimes these things work themselves out. I mean, you know, the injury of Simber, you know, maybe somebody else gets injured. Who knows? We'll see. All right, moving on to game number three. Uh, the lineup changes we have. Varsho is in center. Kirk at DH. Uh, as Kirk is at DH, Jansen's in at catcher. Merrifield is in left field covering off Varsho. And Espinal is in at second base. Our pitching matchup is Yusuke Kikuchi versus Mike Kopik. Kikuchi came, comes into this series 3-0 with a 3.80 ERA, 21.1 innings pitched, 20 strikeouts, 5 walks, and a 1.17 whip. Is Kikuchi the ace of this staff? I mean, he's 4-0. 3 ERA. He just looks so dominant out there. I mean, I know he didn't go deep. You know, they pulled him in, I think, after one batter in the sixth, something like that. But, uh, you know, the fact that uh, 
you know, he, he's in the same conversation, I think, as like Kevin Gosman and, you know, Manoa is not what we thought would happen with Kikuchi this year. So it's, you know, it's an interesting question. Well, I think uh, we'll go over his pitching line in a little bit, but I, I actually would, as, as well as he's pitched, I would surmise that Kikuchi has been very fortunate in terms of his run support as well versus Gosman and, and Manoa and uh, other uh, pitchers on this team, but he's definitely pitching well. All right, bottom of the third, uh, Espinal singles. George Springer was hit by a pitch, and we'll talk about that more in a moment. Espinal moves to second base on that play. There is a bow RBI single, so Springer's over at third. And then Vladdy steps to the plate, and he cracks a two-run RBI double, and that inning ends three to nothing. Interesting. An interesting fact on that double. Um, so today, um, April 26th, um, 2018, was um, Guerrero's first game in the major leagues. And he hit a very similar ball uh, double on his first at-bat. or Well, not his first at-bat, but he hit a very similar uh, double on his first for his first hit in the major leagues. If you look at them kind of side by side, I saw something on uh, Instagram or, or TikTok or something of them side by side, and they look like you know identical twin doubles, um, you know, on the same day. It's really cool. Five yet yeah, five years apart. Yeah. All right, bottom of the fourth, Dalton Varsho walks. Following that, Witt singles, so pushes Varsho over to third. We, Santiago Espinal comes to the plate, and there is a RBI single. So Varsho scores after that. Following uh, Espinal, Kevin Biggio comes on to pinch hit for George Springer. He also replaces him in right field. Uh, George Springer uh, leaves the game um, following being hit by a pitch in the bottom of the third um, and went for x-rays uh, on his hand. Thankfully, uh, we got the news back that another uh, another negative X-ray for a J hit by a pitch. So I I actually think I luck luck is on our side right now. It seems like because um, Espinal got hit on the weekend, and now Springer uh, today, and in both cases, really they're just ending up with bruises on their hand and. That's a, that's a really bad place to get a baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. Just and just as Springer seemed to be kind of turning things around a little bit, he's had kind of a rough start. Um, you know, maybe some of his numbers look like he's been just having some bad luck. I know you know he hit a couple bad luck balls like in the Astros series, but you know this um, this series he's been hitting a couple good luck balls and just seems to be turning it around. I would have hate, would have hated it to see him go down with an injury just as, as that's happening. Well, uh, definitely in numbers, Springer has not been lighting it up, but I think uh, his contact at the plate has been quite good. And I think mm-hmm. he, um, uh, his, 
his plate appearances have been filled with bad luck. He's stung the ball many times and they've just ended up with fielders in the right position or uh, just uh, making outs that wouldn't normally be made. So I, I, I was not in, I was not worried for Springer in the least. Um, he was, he seemed to me having good plate appearances. It just wasn't turning uh, into um, runs and hits, but that always turns around. Uh, you know, good plate appearances eventually turn into hits and, and, you know, good series for a player. Now, top of the six, we have uh, Kikuchi coming out of the game with Eric Swanson replacing him. Kikuchi's pitching line, 5.2 innings pitched, four hits, zero earned runs, one walk, and eight strikeouts. So another very similar pitching line from Kikuchi, very little walks uh, over a strikeout per uh, inning. And, uh, you know, he goes his usual five, six innings. Now, the bottom of the seventh, uh, the Jays go off uh, with, with some more offense. We have a bow solo home run, a Vladdy double, Chapman walks, Varsho gets hit by a pitch, uh, Witt then steps to the plate and hits a two-run RBI single, and that uh, inning ends seven to nothing. Top eight, we have a pitching change where Jimmy Garcia replaces Swanson. Uh, bottom eight, the Jays uh, add one more run where Espinal singles and Bo Bichette eventually steps to the plate, uh, hitting another RBI single. The bottom of the eighth ends eight to nothing. Uh, the top of the ninth uh, sees another pitching change with Trevor Richards coming on to replace Jimmy Garcia. And he has a clean three strikeout uh, top of the ninth, uh, and the game ends eight to nothing. We have our winning pitcher, Yusuke Kikuchi, as you touched on earlier. He's now 4-0 and with a 3.0 ERA, and his whip is uh, dropped to 1.11. Our losing pitcher, Michael Kopik. The Jays sweep this series. Their record is now 16-9, and and they have won six of eight series to start the year. And, you know, I guess unsurprisingly, the way that the AL East has started this year, they are only third. So they still have the – the Orioles are just ahead of them. And then, of course, the streaking Tampa Bay Rays are in first. Yeah, the Rays lost today. So hopefully they're they're – able to inch back and and stay competitive i'm i'm sure that the rays aren't gonna win you know 150 games this year which is seemingly the pace that they're on but um you know they're keeping pace to a certain degree and i'm sure they'll catch them dustin can you give me your player of the series I'm going to go with Bo Bichette. I think he had five hits, two walks. He raised his average to 340 uh, this se- uh, series. Um, mostly bolstered by the, the final game there. He went three for four, three RBIs in that final game. And uh, he's still the you know MLB hit leader. At least he's tied for it with uh, Acuna. So I'm going to give it to Bo. 
Well, Bo is a great pick. Uh, he also had three RBIs and a couple walks. Of course, the home run today as well. I am going to go a little bit different than I usually do. I usually tend to figure out, go with the the, the batter who has you know maybe the the uh, most hits, runs, and RBIs. But I'm actually going to go with Whit Merrifield for his really his consistent performance throughout this series. I think Whit Merrifield has really, uh, after a bit of a slow start, has uh, you know, I think he's going to be the everyday second baseman. Now, not every day he will play because of the outfield situation. So when Kiermeyer or Springer has a day off, he will be out patrolling the outfield somewhere, uh, either in left field or right. But I think in most uh, situations where we have our starting outfield intact, I expect what Maryfield to be at second base. So there is an off day on Thursday. Following that, the Jays welcome to Oscar Hernandez and the Seattle Mariners. There is no pitching matchups confirmed as of yet, but it's looking to be Manoa, Gosman, and then Bassett. Uh, the Seattle Mariners are currently 11-12 and 12 and fourth in the AL West. Dustin, I was wondering if you, you could give us some thoughts on uh, the Seattle Mariners. Well, as we all know, they're the team that uh, we faced in the wild card series. So this will be a really good opportunity for some redemption, uh, keep the streak going. You know, I think Seattle's a really good team, so it's it's not going to be easy. But um, I think that they can definitely uh, definitely take a, another couple wins here at least. If not a sweep again, I, I, I'd love to see you know a nice put put together a nice big long win streak. I think we got four right now. Make it seven. Back to back sweeps would be very nice. He had two runs, three hits, three RBIs, and one walk, and he raised his season average to three thirteen. So that's definitely more. Whit Merrifield territory in terms of uh, batting average. He's definitely solidifying his position as as the starting second baseman. Um, as you say, you know he's kind of going to move around and play the outfield as as needed. But it seems like he they're going to want him in the lineup uh, as much as they can get, at least uh, while he's hot, and hopefully he can keep it up. Well, I kind of see Whit um, similarly to. Alejandro Kirk in that, you know, obviously, you know, Kirk cannot play as many positions, but I think most days we're going to see Alejandro Kirk, whether it's behind the plate uh, or at DH or pinch hitting, like he's, he's, he's going to be circling around, I think, uh, just due to his quality. Um, but Wit is, uh, I think Wit is, Wit's going to be there most games. It just depends on where he's going to be, but his, his versatility uh, is definitely one of his strengths. And I imagine if you talk to him, what he would, he's playing every day. So the, the man has to be happy. So at the end of the day, whether he's being shuffled around, I don't think he really cares about that. He's playing pretty much every day, and, and that's what a, a ball player wants. All right, I think that's all the time we have. 
Dustin, thank you very much for joining me again. And thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to Station to Station here on Organized Chaos Sports. We'll be back on Monday to review the three-game weekend series versus the Seattle Mariners. Thanks for listening, and until next time.